It is time to get solar powered. We welcome you to the Solar Powered Podcast. I'm Ryan Hall from Royal Hearts Coaching, royalheartscoaching.com, life and relationship coaching for kings. Now, it's kind of it, it's it's kind of rare, I would say, for me to kind of be floored by a topic and uh, by a topic and the idea of personal development. I mean, I've kind of devoted my last few years of my life to this topic. But I think this episode is going to be a real education for me. And I hope it's an education for y'all listening as well. And I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a really fascinating conversation. And we're going back to the, um, the Transformation 2020 book, the um, collaborative book that my friend Elizabeth Hill has put together with, um, I guess you could call them, female thought and spiritual leaders out in the world. It's a truly a fascinating read. I've just started on, uh, just started on it myself and I can't wait to dig in further. We've had a few, uh, had a few of the authors on the program and we've got another one of the authors on the program here. She's a repeat guest here on the program. She was a co-author with me in the great pause, but I want to welcome Christy Sullivan, the queen of self-care and a human design guru. I think that's something we're going to get into a little bit here in this program. I want to welcome my friend Christy Sullivan back to the Solar Powered Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Ryan. It's great to be back and uh, love that we're doing this together and sharing some more wisdom. In, indeed, indeed. I mean, we were having a we having a brief conversation before we rolled the recording here and um I almost feel like I've got to put the pieces of my exploded brain back into my skull before we can actually have this conversation, you know? Yes, I think I, I blew that brain open and I call it, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go down the rabbit hole and uh, remember that the uh, that the Mad Hatter is late for a very important date. Uh, oh boy, this is gonna this is gonna be a fun conversation. But I got you know I got to start here. Is you've become quite the author this year. Thank you. Um, it's yeah. unexpected, but certainly uh, I've enjoyed the ride. I yes have three co-authored books under my belt now. Uh, what that means for those who don't know, it means I was part of a number of authors who came together. I wrote one chapter in each book, so it wasn't like a huge feat, but I have uh, three different books and they are all pandemic books, books that were published and authored during this COVID-19 period of time. And I've met so many great people like you and just have really enjoyed the opportunities to share things that I've learned and, um, and explore for myself, my own storytelling. Certainly, certainly. Um, and just briefly, I know, you know, we, we had a whole conversation about your, your chapter in the great pause, which I will include links to how you can order that incredible book. I'm actually, as soon as we get done here, I'm going to go pick up my copies of that book. And I've been just insanely excited about that. Um, but, um, but Talk a little uh, about the um, uh, the initial book that you were involved with, the one about uh, the, uh, the one about self healing. 
Sure. So as you mentioned, we both were in a book called The Great Pause, but prior to that, the, the first sort of edition that I was in was something called The Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing. And I was in volume two, and this was a compilation of authors to provide their readers with tools for healing. And the publisher, Laura DeFranco, um, came up with this idea early on in March when she knew people were isolated and needing to do things at home for their stress, for their sanity. And I uh, had a chapter written in volume two about self-care. And what's great is she's now on volume four, but it's, it's just, it's like an encyclopedia of different tools and techniques for self-healing. Anything from meditation to uh, even exercise. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of a neat uh, theme. And then, then the next book was The Great Pause. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And um, yeah, it just kind of goes into um, uh, the type of, uh, I guess, the type of coaching that you practice. Yeah, so those first two books, I focused on uh, the theme of self-care. Um, but that also ties to the third book that came out because for me, self-care is so important, not only for healing, but for operating at our best uh, authentic way in life. And self-care is about getting into the body, doing things on a daily basis that help you access your inner wisdom, help you with personal development and healing again. And um, that really ties to this idea that we're all really energy beings and we want to operate from an aligned place. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's the, um, it, you know, I've, I wasn't incredibly uh, familiar with the chakra system, um, you know, not too long ago and I'm still kind of learning how like I fit in with that. And um, it, you know, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a really fascinating like it's a really fascinating look at just how we all tick and how we all operate in the world. Yeah. And I've taught yoga for many years. So the chakras were introduced to me early on. And for those who may not understand what that is, chakras are the energy centers within the body that are each one responsible for different parts of the body, um, not just physically like organs, but also emotions and um, mental and spiritual aspects as well. And so I learned that early on in yoga and uh, those energy centers are, we want them to be healthy, just like we want our muscles and our bones and our overall immune system to be healthy. And the, the energy is really important. They're now talking you know, about quantum science and quantum physics. So it's actually proven that we do have these chakras within us. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. It's not some, uh, it's not just some, uh, you know, kind of flighty kind of thing. It's, it's, there's scientific evidence to back this stuff up. Yeah, and to blow your mind, uh, the human design system, which is something that I uncovered a few years ago, talks about nine energy centers, not just seven. And the nine are because we are evolving. Um, and actually, some of those energy centers are maybe what I would call dormant 
or evolving in different ways so that we, um, because we're complex beings and to be honest, we, we've evolved over thousands of years and right. we keep doing that. So it's interesting to talk about nine energy centers that make you up, make you who you are. Okay. Okay. I, I, I guess in this conversation, I'm going to be picking up pieces of my brain all over Fairfield County, Connecticut today. <laughs> that's That's right. And, yeah. and, you know, human design is really, in my opinion, still sort of new, but once you go down the rabbit hole, there's actually, there's a lot of people who are already introduced to this, who've been studying it for years. Um, human design is something that uh, came about in the eighties uh, by a gentleman named Ra. Um, I don't know his real name, but it was his, his uh, pen name, I guess. And right. he talked about the nine energy centers and an energetic blueprint that we're encoded with. So it's a little bit like the chakra system mixed with astrology, mixed with other kind of Eastern um, practices. And um, it is based on your birth date. So okay. uh, that is important because there are certain energies aligned on the day that you were born, as well as three months prior, which is the date I would I call it that you were encoded with your soul. Okay, all right. Well, let's let's go right down this rabbit hole. Um, what is human design? And I, I, I yeah, yeah. Let, let's go to let's go there. What is it? So human design, again, is an energetic blueprint or what okay. I would say wiring of who you are. I like to describe it that if you're, if we're all driving a car and, and I heard this uh, interesting, uh, also thought that we are cosmic beings and we're all in a rented car. <laughs> so when you, when you realize we're all different models of cars, but then when you look under the hood of the car, you can see this complex system of how the engine is built. Some people mm. are a V4, some a V6, you know. So you look under the hood of the car and really take a look at how you're programmed, how you have been encoded again or born to um, this life with a certain energy. And when you start to understand that energy, then some of the ways that you operate start to either make sense or realize, wow, that didn't make sense why I'm doing things that way because my energy is not like that. So Got it gives it. you some real insight into how you are energetically or mechanically and how you can use that blueprint to help you live life again, more authentically, um, more along the lines of your life purpose and your highest potential. Got it. Got it. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's just kind of dive into it. I mean, I, I know you said that it's based off of your, um, that it's based off of your date of birth. Um, I know you got that from me before, um, before we got started here. And um, yeah, I'm kind of curious as to what this looks like. Yeah. And let me say that uh, it's, like I said, complex. So what sure. we're going to talk about um, on this short podcast will just be the tip of the iceberg. And I always encourage folks to go online, Google what it is, start to explore it, and um, even work with somebody like me to help understand 
what's the chart uh, or the blueprint of that energy for you. Um, I can work with people for a few hours to help them understand it. It's not something you can you can understand in, in 20, 30 minutes. But sure. what I can do is give you a quick overview of some of the higher level things and help you understand um, how, how you in particular, Ryan, because I ran your chart before you got on the call, to uh, take a look at what, what your energy is like. A absolutely. And just, I guess, a disclaimer, what, what it looks like for me is going to be completely different for anybody else That's that right. may be listening to this. That's right. Um, there are about, there are five general types of energies. But again, when you look under the hood and you start to look at the different connection points between energy centers, um, you can get much more specific in uh, details. But what we're going to do, just stay high level. So there are five types. And I'm going to start with the the majority of people. Um, they're in a category called generators and that would include me and generators are um, folks with an energy to do a lot of work to perform and produce and um, to stay busy they like being busy it, it fits their energy to be busy however they want to be busy with the right things. If they're not working in the right kind of job, if they're not working in the right kind of environment, if they're not doing tasks that are really serving their life purpose, then they're going to feel exhausted or frustrated. Um, so the idea of a generator is that they need to be working with the, again, in the right work, and wait for those opportunities to come up for them. Um, they, um, again, they generate work and have really sustainable energy. This is very different than the other type I'm gonna focus on today, which are manifestors. And this, Ryan, is you. A manifestor is only about 10% of the population. <laughs> can already, okay. I can see your face. I know they can't, but I know <laughs> you're kind of looking at me like, Wait a second. <laughs> what the hell is this lady talking about? <laughs> so a manifester is the type of energy where you are built to visualize and initiate projects or infuse energy into projects and tasks. And what I consider a manifester is somebody, somebody who, as the word says, can really manifest, create and you know the Nike slogan, just do it, that really is a slogan for manifestors, not generators. The okay. manifestors, they are the ones who come up with this idea and then just take off and start building, start creating. However, for them, it's really important that they have the right support and people and systems around them to make sure that what they're creating is in fact um, in line with their energy. And for them to do that, they need to be really careful to inform and communicate to those around because a manifestor's energy is actually faster than a generator. Um, 
And, and that can seem like sometimes you leave maybe people in the dust uh, or they may have people around them not sure what they're doing because they, they move pretty quickly. And if they start to get some resistance from the outside, then it can make them pretty upset or angry. And again, like the best way for a manifester to operate is to inform people around them of what they're doing, and then they'll feel more at peace. How does that sound? <laughs> Crazy accurate, to be honest. Um, you know, as I'm... I think my biggest takeaway from what you just said was that just the word create. I mean, I'm a guy who, as we, you know, spoke about earlier, I'm about to start writing my third book. I've written two novels. There's a, you know, I've created this podcast. I've created my coaching business. I've created a, a very, a very purpose-driven life for myself. Um, over the past uh, over the past handful of years and i always find it most comforting for me and most in alignment with who i am to share with people what's going on with my life i mean it i, I think it kind of it, it can put some people off like yeah god why is ryan sharing about this you know again but I always feel like that's that that helps me kind of draw in that that support and that um, and that fellowship and that togetherness that I need to be able to manifest this life. Yeah, and that makes sense. Again, when I when I say this is a complex system, for some you ain't lying, by the way. <laughs> For some folks, when I do uh, a guiding guiding reading with them to help them understand their their energy, some things really resonate. They, it makes so much sense to them, and they feel like they're they're already doing things like I mentioned, waiting for opportunities or informing. And so this is just an affirmation for them of what they're already doing is working. For others, it helps them to sort of tweak sometimes what they're spending their energy doing and their efforts um, to make happen, and it helps them to realign it. I want to talk about one other um, type, and there are five altogether, but I'm going to talk about okay. the projectors because they're about 20% of the population, and they are the ones who offer a lot of insight and wisdom, and um, they see things from a like global holistic view and we we know one dr davia is a projector she always calls herself that but they need to be invited and recognized in order to share that wisdom to really feel heard so you know, we've got projectors who are sharing guidance where we have manifestors who are um, creating and then we have generators who are really doing much of the work and one of the keys that I talk about in this chapter with um, Transformation 2020 is that we're all not meant to work hard. And let me even say it this way. I think we all need to work more efficiently in line with the energy that we have. A generator has sustainable energy and they like being busy all day for the most part. 
manifestors, that energy comes and goes. So for manifestors to try to push themselves and the same for projectors, projectors even more, they need a lot of downtime. And it's not because of laziness or um, burning out for different energy types. It's just not sustainable energy that you were encoded with. So it makes a lot of sense to take a look at that energy and start to operate more in line with how you were built instead of trying to make yourself into an energy type that you're not. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It it does. And I guess what I'm hearing is you're not, um, it's a matter of not fighting your like authentic truth and not fighting your authentic self because when you do that that's when you're going to end up getting burned out and start having health problems and stuff like that but when you're allowing yourself to just flow with life that's when and and, i mean i speak from absolute experience on this that when you allow yourself to flow with life that's when you can create magic with it Yes, yes. And to flow with life in the way that you were designed to flow with life even. And you hit on a great um, point, which is if you start getting burned out or feeling ill or sick, it's really a huge red flag that you're not living your design or something is just not working in terms of the flow of your own energy. And so it's really important, again, because we often in this society, and this is a huge lesson in human design, we're conditioned a certain way, whether that's by parents or authority figures or even marketing and advertising messages that we hear. We're taught, oh, do things this way. If you do it, if you do A and B, it'll equal C. And that might work but it may not work because of your energy type. You may need to do things a different way and be in a different flow, but we are so conditioned because it's what we learned at an early age that if we start to become aware and and even maybe question, is this really true for me? We can start to undo some of that conditioning, start to live more authentically, like you said, live more in the flow and our conditioning really does come from what we're, what we're absorbing in our mind, in our head, in our intellect. But the body is so much more important for holding wisdom and making decisions. So just to be aware of that, that we may have to sometimes question, does that really serve me the way I think about things, the way I'm um, believing what something is versus how do I really feel about it? and how is it really true for me? I got it. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. You know, one of the something that came up for me as you were as you were talking about that was um, was like an old story that I have about myself from childhood is just being incredibly quiet and reserved and just you know I you know I, I like to I, I like to joke that um, my summer Saturdays involved my Nintendo wrestling and watching my Atlanta Braves lose, but spending it all in my room alone because I didn't want to share my voice, but it was also 
completely against and resistant to who I really was. I was, you know, I was always, I mean, I'm not a huge personality, but I've got a, you know, I've got some personality and, you know, like I, like I would just like grew up resisting who I really was. And, you know, it's starting to make a lot more sense now. Yeah. That's this interesting insight. And I think it's all of us who are on some sort of self improvement, self-development journey where we do want to understand ourselves more and how we can really live life more authentically. And um, I know for a lot of people, they want to find their purpose in life. And uh, you need to do some inner work to do that, right? And some inner work to just understand who you are. Uh, We all are really unique. Um, In some sense, we are whole, we're born whole. So the energy we're we're here with is what we're here with. Um, And we just need to or can have that choice of taking a look at again what's under our hood and making our choices and decisions from that place that might serve us more in a better way got it got it yeah i i love how you keep saying what's under the hood because you know if you uh, you know one of the things i like to say is that what like one of my favorite sayings is that if you dissect two human beings their hearts are probably going to look similar, their lungs, their, you know, their other organs are going to look similar, but they're going to be completely different. You know, one person may have dark skin, one person may have light skin, one person may have red hair, dark hair. I mean, it just, how we look on the outside is completely different, but I guess my, my understanding of this is that it's, you know, while we may look similar under the hood, like, you know, like two car engines, they're going to work completely different. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very true. We do work completely different. Although we want everybody to work the same and think the same, but we really are different. And I think that's the other side of human design too, is that we often can start to recognize that uh, other people, whether it's our coworkers or partners or family members, are different energy types uh, or can be, and it might help make sense why discourse or dysfunction can exist. It's because we we just are are complex beings and and can be very different than the person who we were even in the family we were born into. Indeed, indeed. You know, you know, taking a look at, I guess, your knowledge of this and how you have you, how have you used human design and your own understanding of it to help you transform who you're being in the world? So that's a great question and something I can speak to, especially right now in the last six, seven months that we've had. Um, I had quite a change at the beginning of the year where I stepped away from a career in marketing that was 20 to 25 years. And I started moving more into wellness, which was my passion. And being with the pandemic that we were facing, there was a lot of change going on. So I just stayed open 
to opportunities because that is who I am as a generator uh, when I can wait. And that doesn't mean sitting, doing nothing, but waiting for the right opportunities to come up and prepare, do my self-work, do my self-care. And then when those opportunities come up, I asked myself, is this feel right? And then did I follow them uh, to, in order to, to follow my path? So for example, the books that I've written were opportunities that came up for me. I started to do interviews with different podcasts based on people that I had met, like you. I, I knew you had a podcast, so we connected and I took that opportunity. And I would say in this last year, eight months, I have done more what I feel like in line, in the flow, like you said, than I have like in the last 25 years. It just seems more natural. It just seems more authentic. And I'm just focusing on what's in front of me, what's right in front of me, and um, going with those opportunities. I got that. I got that. And how does that, uh, how does that tend to, to show up for you in your everyday life and how you're showing up in your everyday life? Well, I think the first thing is for me and for others is to make sure that you know what you're doing on a daily basis for self-care first. You have to show up first. And right. I think you need to show yeah, and up. And you would, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Well, the self-care is so important and it's customized for everybody. So what works for me may not be what works for you, but to make sure every day that you're doing something for yourself, for some inner work, maybe that's connecting outside with nature by taking a walk. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's doing, it could be physical or emotional work, but you showing up for yourself then allows that flow that you talked about again to, to happen and for opportunities to come up. I think part of our waiting, because we do sometimes need to be patient and not run after opportunities. I mean, think about if, if you're just doing, doing whatever pops into your mind, whatever ideas, you might be spending a lot of time and energy on things that don't work out. So if you do your self-care, and have the right opportunities or invitations or manifestations show up and then you're ready for them, then on a daily basis, it could be as simple as, you know, going out and meeting with a friend who you connected with and say, oh my gosh, we need to get together. And all of a sudden that turns into something or getting an email from somewhere, a new client shows up. So there's a lot of different ways that you can, you can see this design working in your day, whether it's from business to health to relationships. I got it. I got it. And, you know, it's like a, like a mentor of mine said, you can have the awareness, you can have all the awareness in the world, but if you're not taking action around this awareness, then it's just there. Yes. And I do believe awareness is a huge part of our movement forward we need to be aware of things and then action is that second step indeed indeed and um yeah before we wrap up here i guess the final question i have is um if anybody's out there who is interested in you know learning more about this what would be the 
I guess the focal point that um, that you would recommend somebody start their human design journey, their human design education journey, so to speak? I definitely would recommend that they connect to somebody who can help them with interpreting or guiding them in what their chart means. You can certainly go online and run a chart. It, it's like astrology. You can find different resources, but then you look at this complex chart and you're like, what does this mean? So um, I do that with folks and um, there is a great community. I just uh, attended a human design conference that was online with, with a lot of practitioners and experts who, who again, help people with coaching and human design. There are great books out there. Um, I know I have, again, some mentors that taught me, but I also came across this woman named Karen Curry, who does uh, human design in a big way on Facebook and through books. And again, I'm always happy to help uh, talk with people and guide them to resources that they may need. So they can always find me through my website. And that's christyhsullivan.com, K-R-I-S-T-I. Or through Facebook, they can find me as well. And or through you, Ryan, because I know you're, you, they can connect to you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. And um, I, I look forward to connecting again, and maybe digging a little deeper into this. Yes, we have, uh, we've just started down the rabbit hole. So when you're, Indeed. when you, you want to chat more and um, have more conversation around human design, I'm always happy to this is just something again that just opened up my world and taught me to just live life in a different way. Indeed, indeed. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a, it's been a real pleasure talking to you again today and uh, love to do it again. Same, thank you very much, Ryan, take care. Um, my pleasure. And that'll do it for this episode of the Solar Powered Podcast, a presentation of Royal Hearts Coaching. For more information, you can go to royalheartscoaching.com you can find me on social media at Ryan Hall Writes on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram machine. Or you can just shoot me a good old-fashioned email at ryan at royalheartscoaching.com. But that'll do it for this episode. Until we meet again, this is Ryan Hall saying thank you so much for listening. So long for now. I love you all so much. And go get solar-powered. And have to wash those hands. <laughs>